Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's good to see you all online this morning. And um, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers online on behalf of my wife and I, okay? My wife, is. it shows that she's online, but she's actually not online because she's not feeling well. I am, um, she was complaining about sore throat and then she got up this morning and she had a fever of 103. So I had to jump up and put on my white coat and start medicating her. So I gave her some things to take. And as I've told in the past, the onion is so good. I cut the onion in two, put it in her socks and the fever went down to a great degree. So give God thanks for that, okay? But today is Mother's Day and it's a special day for me. My mom is not here. She went home many years ago. But I still remember on a day like this. Mothers are special. Very, very special. God made them. He knew exactly what he was doing when he said, you know, I would not leave man alone. He needs, he needs a suitable helpmate. He knew what he was saying when he said that. And, you know, if you ever notice a car that has a puncture, that car ain't, ain't going nowhere. And a woman is like that. She's there to balance us. I give God thanks every day for him, for him creating a woman to, to be the helpmate for the man. Mothers are kind, loving, gentle, compassionate, and vicious. You look at Sister Rifa, and all that I've described a while ago, character, that belongs to her, but she's vicious. Try messing with her, Ava. Try messing with any of her kids, and you'll see. You'll see it come out, okay? And the same thing applies to her daughter. Try messing with any of her kids in Jamaica, and you see how vicious she can be because you're messing with her kids. Okay, so mothers are special and we should celebrate them every opportunity we get to celebrate them. Solomon said they are wise, they have wisdom. So the man who's not prepared to listen to the woman is easily regarded as a fool because God has given the woman certain wisdom that the man does not have. So we have to wake up as men and realize that we have a helpmate that is there for us, not against us, but for us. And so this morning, I am going to bring to you a word briefly because I'm taking care of the patient. And as soon as I'm finished, I'm going to go to the pharmacy to get her some more stuff. So this morning, I just felt the need. My wife said to me when I was preparing the message, she said to me, what are you preaching this Sunday? And I said, and Thanksgiving, she said, but you preached that some time ago. I said, it really doesn't matter. They need to hear it again. They need to hear it again. And so I have decided that I am going to be preaching on the topic of 
one second, please, on the topic of Thanksgiving being a powerful weapon. Thanksgiving being a powerful weapon. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The kingdom of God is based, is knowledge based. When you have the knowledge, you get the revelation. That's the kingdom of God. It is knowledge based. You must get the knowledge from the word for you to be effective in this world. I, <clears throat> I believe that many Christians today are grounded because they take God for granted. Many, many Christians, some of them are listening to me this morning. They take him for granted because they don't acknowledge and realize who he truly is. That is a God for us and not against us. And when we are complainers and grumblers, he leaves us in the wilderness until we come to our senses. It is common knowledge that ignorance is no excuse in law. When the law of life is broken, we become victim of death. It's common knowledge. When we, if you break the law of gravity, gravity, you suffer the consequence. Thanksgiving is a spiritual law and it is very powerful, very powerful. I want you to get that this morning. I want you to understand that this morning. There are some of you right now listening to me that things are happening in your life and you don't understand why. The difficulties are coming and you don't understand why. And so you complain and you grumble and God sits by and watches you until you stop and realize that if you start using the spiritual law of thanksgiving, he will come, he will come and he will rescue you. Complain and crying doesn't work. It doesn't work in the spiritual realm. It is giving thanks and praising him that works. In Hebrew chapter 13, verse 15, it says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Now that's a very powerful verse of scripture. I want you to understand that. It is awesomely powerful. Now from that scripture alone, there are two golden keys that can be taken out of that scripture. Two golden keys. And the first one is sacrifice. The first one is sacrifice. When you pray and you fast and you wait for what you think you desire and you want, and it doesn't turn out the way you want it, what is your response? What is your response? 
Do you grumble? Do you complain? Do you get frustrated? Do you get anxious? Most of us respond like that. Most of us will respond in that way. But I'm here to tell you this morning that that does not work. It doesn't work. <laughs> he wants you to realize that you are, if you are able to subdue your emotion, if you're able to subdue your flesh and find it in your heart to give him thanks for your disappointments, he will come on the scene and he will bless you and he will surprise you. This is how the law works. This is how it works. It, and it works like that every time. It doesn't change. When Paul and Silas, and I want you to look at that scripture this morning, because, you know, when I heard a preacher said, and I said it before, that it's one of the most difficult things for me is sometimes is to preach to Christians. You know why? Because they are so accustomed to the word that when you bring it to them, oh, I've heard that before. And when you bring it to them, it's like a cliche. It's an overused verse, but it's not. Every scripture is put here for our benefit, every single one of them, for us to learn from. We don't have to experience, to go through the experience to learn. We can learn from others' mistake. And so I want you to turn this morning to Acts chapter 16, verse 16 through 34. Acts chapter 16, verse 16 through 34, if you have your Bible. And it says, you know the story very well, but listen. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open, and everyone's shackles were loosened. When the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, do not arm yourself, for we are all here. He called for light and rushed in, trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he led them out and asked, Sir, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your household will be saved. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his household. In that hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds, and immediately he and his entire household were baptized. Then he brought them up to his house and set food before them and he rejoiced with his entire household believing in God. <laughs> now, you must, if you can recall, before they were put in prison, they were dragged to the magistrate 
because they had just cast out a demon out of this woman that was following Paul and saying, listen to these men. They are men of God who are telling you the way of salvation. Paul realized it was a demonic spirit and he cast it out. The people who are earning a living from her fortune telling got very angry and they drew them, took them to the magistrate and the magistrate pronounced them guilty and they were beaten and put in prison and they were in shacks, shackles. Now, who would want to rejoice and sing in hymns in prison after you have been beaten and you're going through pain? The Bible said the prisoners heard them giving praise and singing hymns to God. Who does that? Who does that? I'll tell you who does that. It's a person who knows the spiritual laws of thanksgiving and praise and how powerful it is. You must remember, as Paul and Silas traveled with Jesus as he walked this earth, that is why they said, teach us to pray, because they saw where he was continuously giving thanks to God, continuously giving thanks to God. He never stopped. When he took the three, the, the two, the three fish, fishes and the loaves of bread, what did he do? He blessed it, and they saw all of that. He blessed it, and it multiplied supernaturally to feed everybody and many baskets were left over. This is the power of thanksgiving that many of us have neglected and because we have neglected it, we are grounded. We are grounded. Because many of us, we think that we have achieved our, our goals in life because of our brilliance and our intellect. And when we forget that, then God pull away because we forget the source. We forget the source from which these things came. So Thanksgiving takes sacrifice. It takes sacrifice. You will never feel like doing it. The only time you feel like doing it is when things are going good for you. When things are going beautiful for you. You said, I must thank God. And you raise your hand and you thank him. But when things start going bad, you start grumble and complain. You grumble and complain. You know what happened to the children of Israel in that desert? They all died because they grumble and complain instead of giving God thanks. What am I doing at this time? I'm activating a spiritual law. God cannot stand still when you activate that law. When you activate the law of thanksgiving, God cannot start, stand still. He has to come to your rescue. He has to. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21, after con consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. The scripture says, as they went out at the head of the army, singing, giving thanks to the Lord, 
for the for his love endures forever. This is not just a nice saying. Oh, this is a nice saying. No, 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 no. It's a powerful law. It's a powerful scripture. And if you get it, your life change. They give thanks and they praise God. And the scripture says their enemy were defeated. You want your enemy to be defeated? Start praising God. Start thanking him for what you're going through, for what they're putting you through. And watch him work on your behalf. Just watch him come to your rescue. The scripture does not lie. The scripture does not lie. It is an example to us to follow. When Solomon brought the ark of the covenant, I was doing that the other day for my Bible study. I was studying it. And it amazes me. It really amazes me that Solomon brought the, the ark of the covenant from the city of David, Zion. And when he was bringing it, he, the priest was there and all the, the, the men, officials were there. And as he brought it, he said, the scripture said that Solomon sacrificed oxen and goats, so many that they could not be numbered. Sacrificed oxen and goats, so many that they could not be numbered. Giving praise and thanks to God. And after he did all of that, and when the priest started praising God, and they could not stay in the temple because what? The glory of the Lord came down so heavily that they couldn't stay because of thanksgiving and praise. I am bringing it to you this morning for a reason. I am bringing this scripture to you this morning for a reason. That times are coming. When it's going to be difficult for you. And you must subdue your flesh. And your emotion. And go on your knees. And give him thanks and praise. Continually. The scripture did not say a thousand times. Two thousand times. It says continually. Have you ever noticed a drug addict or a smoke, a smoke addict, a person who can't stop smoking. When he goes to take a flight anywhere, he wants to know how many hours it's going to take him to reach where he's going. Because he can't do it out the cigarette for two, three hours. He has to get it in his mouth. So as soon as the plane lands, he's outside and he's pushing the cigarette in his mouth because he's an addict. He's an addict. He's an addict. Why am I saying that? <laughs> we have to be addict when it comes on to thanksgiving and praise. We must be addictive to it. We must crave and ask God to give us that, that drive to be addictive to thanksgiving and praise. I called my cousin yesterday and her son He's in the hospital in, 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 in the Bronx. He has cancer and the doctors have given up and they have given him over to hospice. And I call a young man in his early 50s. And I called her yesterday and we're talking. And 
Of course, she was down. And the sermon I was preparing, I decided to share it with her. And I shared a scripture with her about giving thanks. Go on your knees, it's difficult. But praise God anyway. Give him thanks anyway. Just praise him. And just by me sharing that, the, the, the sermon with her, her spirit was uplifted. Her spirit was uplifted. You're going to go through times like that. You're going to go through times that are coming like that. When you don't know where to turn, you're confused. But I say to you this morning, remember this message. You go on your knees and lift your hand and give him thanks. Give him thanks. It's painful, but give him thanks. It's hurting, but give him thanks. Give him praise. It works. It works. You and I does not, didn't have to be here today. No, I didn't have to be here today. I remember when I got the COVID. Mount Sinai Hospital, I was working. I was transporting the people with COVID to the next department to be tested to make sure that they really do have the COVID. That was one of my jobs. They would walk behind me and I would walk before them and I would take them over to the other department. And so I wasn't surprised when I came down with it. And I remember being in the hospital at Mount Sinai and You've heard me say this before. And I had a favorite song that I just discovered. I just discovered it and I was playing it in the room. And the doctors would come in and they said, who wrote that song? Who sings it? And I would tell them. And there was this young man in the room from Jamaica in his 35-year-old. And he was on the bed. He had leukemia and he had the virus. And the doctors would come in and treat him. And after three days being there, the doctor came in and said to him, we're going to release you. You're okay to go home. And they released him. But before they released him, he was so afraid. He was so afraid because each time the nurse would come in the room, I would say to her, how is it out there? And she would say to me, not good. There are many people who are just not making it. That's what she would tell me. And he would hear. And so he started panicking. And I said, don't panic, let's pray. And I prayed with him. His mother is a Christian. And she has always been talking to him about accepting the Lord. But he hasn't done so. And I prayed with him. And the doctors released him and he went home. And I was there and I was playing that music. And just giving God thanks and just worshiping. Because I know he's going to take me through it. I just know. And when the doctor came in the day, the morning. And he said to me, Donald. In spite of you having the virus, you're in pretty good health. We're going to send you home tomorrow. I rejoiced. I rejoiced. You know why I rejoiced? And I give thanks because I didn't have to go home. He could have taken me out like he took out. Thousands of people died from it. Thousands, if not millions, died from the COVID virus. And today I'm alive to preach and to teach and to give him praise and to give him thanks. That's how it works. That's how it works, my brothers and sisters. It is not the crying and the complaining and the murmuring that works. 
those are not spiritual laws. And if they are, they are negative spiritual laws. We must be an addict to thanksgiving. Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Continually. You must be an addict. There's this one man, who, this minister that have the Lord, one of the largest church in the world. And this American preacher went to him and said to him, how oh, did you do it? How oh, did you get so many people to, to come to know the Lord? And, I, and you know what he said to him? He said, I danced every single one of them into the church. I just danced them. I just raised my hand and I praised God and I danced and I thanked the, the Lord for them coming into the church. And today he has one of the largest church in the world. He knew the power of thanksgiving and praise. In Psalms 92, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. When you begin to do that which is good, God protect you. It's like the envelope. He envelops you. He cocoons you when you do that which is good. It is a good thing to give God thanks and praise. That's what the scripture said. It is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. So do it. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 13, it says, And who is he that will harm you if he be followers of that which is good? 1 Peter 3, verse 13. Who is, who is it going to hurt you if you follow that which is good? Divine presence covers you when you are a thanksgiver. When you are a thanksgiver, God's divine presence covers you. God does not need our money or our material things. The only one thing that God cannot do for himself is thank himself. I've never seen somebody thank themselves or praise themselves. No, he can't do that. And this is why he craves our thanksgiving and our praise. And this is why the scripture goes and say, God inhabit the praises of his people. When we praise him, he comes down. He inhabits our, our presence. He's with us. Praise and thanksgiving pulls him to us. It attracts him to us. And that is why God is always around those, always around those people who give him thanks and who give him praise. Always. Nothing is more valuable in life than God's divine presence being with you. Nothing is more valuable. Nothing. In the role of life, God's divine presence is what is important. If God is for you, who can be against you? 
If God's presence, his divine presence is with you, who can be against you? No one. I am talking this morning to you about the power of thanksgiving. It is not something we do when we feel like it. No, no, no. It is a debt we owe. It's a debt we owe him something. Yes, we do. He's the source of your supply. He's the source of your supply. And when you forget to give him thanks and praise, you cut off the source. You cut off the source. Have you ever tried doing a favor for someone and they don't know how to respond? When they come at the next time, how do you respond? We have to give thanks. Continually, we have to give thanks. So thanksgiving and praise qualify us. It qualifies us for this divine presence. It qualifies us for his divine presence. God inhabit the praises of his people. Not when we are crying, not when we are murmuring. Many times we hear the scriptures I said earlier, but we don't pay close attention to it because we have heard it so often. It's like it's overused. But no, it's not. It is there for our benefit. It is there for our benefit, my brothers and sisters. Giving thanks continually. You'll always hear me use that word continually. And so my people perish for a lack of knowledge of my word. Praying, fasting, and waiting does not guarantee his presence. You know what guarantees his presence? Thanksgiving and praise. Because many times we pray amiss. We pray with the wrong motive so he doesn't even hear us. But when we praise him and when we give him thanks, he comes down and he's right there. He, he's right there. He wants his people to give him thanks and praise. I can't emphasize it enough. He wants it. Ever since I learned that principle, my brother and sister, I'm telling you, I give him thanks continuously. I'm driving to work, I'm thanking him until I get to work. I'm driving from work, I'm thanking him until I get home. I go for a walk, I'm thanking him. Because why? I want his divine presence to be with me. And the only way to guarantee his divine presence is to give him thanks and praise continuously. I pray the day will never come <laughs> when we entertain the thought that what we have achieved in life is because of our brilliance and our intellect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You remember, many of you, you remember the story of the great, great king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, great king. 
who went on the roof of his palace, stretched out his hand, and he said, I, great Nebuchadnezzar, have built this great Babylon. And immediately as he said it, he was grounded. He was grounded. He was sent out in the wild to eat with the wild animals. Because why? He never gave God the praise and the thanks that he deserved. So the source was cut. Don't let God cut his source from you. Don't. Please don't. Don't let him have to cut that source. Because you neglect in giving him thanks and praise for his goodness and his mercy towards you. The more grateful you are, is the more colorful your future is. The more grateful you are, is the more colorful your future is. I went to that party by Sister Ava recently and I prayed over her and I asked the Lord to let her, her future be colorful. You know why? Because I know she's thankful and she's grateful and she gives him praise. So her future is guaranteed. It will be colorful. It will be bright. It will be successful because she's a grateful and thankful person. Yes. Nothing pleases God more than giving him thanks and praise. Nothing, nothing. This is what attracts him to our life. It attracts him in a real way. And you can actually feel his presence. I remember this lady gave a testimony and she said every morning she would get up at five o'clock and she would spend one hour in God's presence just giving him thanks and praise, giving him thanks and praise. And she said a few mornings went by and she forget something happened and she didn't do the regular. And she said, she was in the kitchen cooking in the morning and she heard a voice said to her, Pauline, where are you? Pauline, where are you? She said she couldn't believe it. He was calling her. He was calling her. Come, come back. Give me thanks. Give me praise. I enjoy your company. Come back, Pauline. It's something that he craves. He craves our praise. He craves our thanksgiving. In First Chronicles chapter 10, they murmured, they murmured in the wilderness and they were destroyed by the destroyer. They murmured in the wilderness and were destroyed by the destroyer. Complain. When you complain, it may look good. It may be even be logical. But it will get you nowhere. It will get you nowhere. It will not push you forward in life. It won't. When you are committed to thanksgiving, you attract favor that you did not expect or imagine. When you are committed 
to thanksgiving, you attract favors that you cannot imagine. It comes your way because you're a praise and worship saint. You give him thanks continually. Herod, Herodias' daughter, who danced before King Herod, and she danced so well that he said to her, ask me anything you desire up to half my kingdom and I'll give it to you. Favor fell on her that she didn't expect because she pleased him in her dance. And all she was doing is what she knows how to do best. She wasn't expecting anything. No, she wasn't. She wasn't expecting the king to say to her, listen, ask me anything and I'll give it to you. No, 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 no. And favor came to her. Can you imagine when you dance before the Lord? Can you imagine when you dance and praise him? The scripture says David danced before the Lord with all his might. He danced before the Lord. I'm saying to you this morning, if you are going through a situation right now, you're struggling, whether it be to pay the rent, the mortgage, the car payment, whatever it is, a family member is sick, whatever it is, I plead to you, I beg you this morning to go on your knees, lift your hands and give him thanks and praise. Give him thanks and praise. Continuously, not just one time, two times, three, continuously and watch him come through for you. Watch him come through. But when he comes through, don't forget that you must continue giving him praise and glory and honor. I have shared a secret with you this morning. Don't forget it. Lock it away and keep it safe. Lock that secret away and keep it safe. Keep it close to you because it works. It's a spiritual law and it works. Don't complain. Don't grumble. No matter how difficult it is, give him thanks this morning. Give him thanks. And I pray that as the week begins, and as you approach this week, as you go to your job, challenging times will come. But remember this message this morning. Go in a corner and talk to him, giving thanks and praise because you belong to him. You're his child. He has bought you with a dear price. You belong to him. And so he looks out for you. But he wants his children to give him thanks and to give him praise. And with that, I close. I close. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that I have delivered this message to your people that you wanted me to deliver and have delivered it. Father, I pray that they will take it seriously and that they will become addictive to thanksgiving and praise where you are concerned. And they will see the supernatural work in their life that only you are able to perform when they follow the law that attracts you to them, which is praise and thanksgiving at all times. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. And thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is a great counselor. We give you thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen.